Hi guys, this is uh, Phil from K9 Services. Uh, my very first podcast for K9 Services, and uh, just a little bit of a chat regarding some of the uh, cases we've had recently in the last few weeks. Uh, one of the cases um, that springs to mind immediately is uh, we've we, we seem to have had a bit of a rash, a bit of a run on uh, dog on dog aggression in the home. Um, it's not unusual, but uh, it seems to have. Uh, reared its head um and not certainly in the last month to six months uh six weeks sorry um we have a case uh recently in the last few weeks of a uh, 65 kilo caucasian shepherd and uh 50 kilo mastiff cross um in the stockport area cheshire just outside manchester and um, these dogs couldn't pass each other in the doorway or even come into the same room without the Caucasian targeting the other dog. Uh, the Caucasian is about 15 months and the other dog, uh, from memory, is approximately four years old and was the, uh, was the only dog in the household originally. Um, conceivably what's occurred is the Caucasian, when he was smaller, which he's clearly not now, um, was probably bullied a bit and these guys can play rough they can be out in the park and they can rough and tumble no aggression at all except for overzealous overzealous um over vigorous play um a lot of growling and snarling but you know they're not they're not fighting each other i think what's occurred is that the uh the caucasian's been a bit bullied as i said and uh he's decided he's got the uh height weight and um testosterone to back it up now and he's decided to uh push the boundaries and the other dog is clearly not willing to defer so it's quite a dangerous situation with dogs of that size uh so basically uh you know we've been we've been we've set up um, a um a program with the owner doing some stuff with him but also he's he's been working with the dogs on his own with his partner and um we've been counter conditioning and desensitizing the dogs to being around each other particularly the caucasian when the mastiff comes in he's the He's the guy, he's the instigator. So we, we've basically, it's a, basically a case of the, uh, the, the cafe's open, the cafe's closed. So when, um, and at a critical distance that both, both dogs can cope with clearly, um, the uh, Mastiff Cross comes into the room. We, um, we make sure there's a, a reasonable distance where they can both cope. There's no stress, they're not getting anxious, then there's no sign of aggression and immediately um, that occurs the food begins and now the food is of high value in this scenario so we, we use a combination of all sorts of things chicken we can use sausage whatever um, and and basically the cafe opens as soon as they're in, in eyesight of each other and there's no aggression food 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 and more food and for looking at each other and then looking away um, the, the food continues when the mastiff walks out of the room the cafe closes and the food stops. So, uh, the the process uh, is is quite can be quite slow um, in a lot of cases where you have to build them up to being, you know, it could be initially they could be ten fifteen feet apart and then at, the, well, at this point they are approximately ten feet apart and they can cope quite nicely at that. Um, the issue begin. What what you got to do is don't push the issue and make sure that the dogs can cope with that gap closing slowly but surely, and then adding movement into it, having one dog walk past the other, etc., until they can cope in all scenarios. Maybe even getting them to pass in a doorway. Um, conceivably, at that point, what you do is you'd, you'd make sure these guys are desensitised to a muzzle previous 
um, to the work beginning. Um, before doing any of this, um, the owner was, I did discuss with the owner to give it a week or two where the dogs were totally separated. Um, they, there were no clashes. So it kind of helps the process because it stops that um, that that learned behaviour of you know locking eyes and 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 fighting each other. So at least for a couple of weeks, I said you know before we start any desensitised pro uh, desensitisation program, um, counter conditioning that uh, that would need to be the case. And 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 he has followed through, um, and he's having some reasonable results with this. Um, the the next case uh, also had a bit of a run on angry French bulldogs. Um, not something that you'd normally put together, the cute little things that they are. This particular one in um, South Manchester, um, not very happy with me coming into the house um, to the point where, given the chance, he would have launched and bitten and went out on the lead at the front of the house, did launch at me. Um, I, I made the fatal mistake of leaving just a touch too much slack in the lead. And he did get a mouthful of my t-shirt about stomach height. Um, was just a t-shirt, thankfully. However, um, he's a six-year-old bulldog. A lovely family, uh, lovely people. And the only thing that they can put his hatred of most people, except for very close family, is approximately two, two and a half years old. Um, he was seemingly manhandled by a builder who was doing some work on the house. He was fast asleep on the sofa and he was surprised. He was launched up in the air underneath his, his front pits, underneath his arm, his legs, sorry, arms. And um, seemingly that's freaked him out now. How true that is, I mean, clearly that happened. Whether that is the cause of the anxiety, the nervousness around people approaching him, who knows, but we are where we are. So we, we've kind of... Uh, we've done, I did the initial appointment at home, um, a couple of hours, uh, got a bit of an angle on what was going on with the dog, did start a day, counter conditioning program again, I'm a big fan of this counter conditioning, using high value food, uh, a lot of eye contact etc, but it's, it's all about getting the dog to train the trainer, in this case he's training me and the owner, um, because within, I think it was probably about four one hour sessions we've done with the dog, this dog was willing me to touch him um, so that he could gain the success of the reward. Um, he actually loved being around me now. Um, we've not forced anything. There's been no tethering. There's been no forcefulness at all on the leash. Um, you can't force these guys to do anything. They're bull breed. Um, uh, you know, they, they're, they're very go-forward little dog. Um, but this guy now, what we what we initially did was use a, uh, a small inanimate object, so just a small pole. It's, it's just got a round rounded tip, and basically we touched the dog, and he did kind of freak out a little bit initially when I went to touch him just on just on the flank with the uh, with the pole. Um, the reason I'm using an, an object rather than my hand is for clear. Um, I, I'm not brave, and I don't want to be bitten. And plus, on on the flip side, if the dog can cope with being touched by an object. Uh, eventually you can cope with being touched by your hand and so uh, that is my experience um, and so we, we sort we sort of um, we've worked on this sort of technique for a little while where we touch him um, he doesn't balk at being touched he may be a little bit edgy about it but as soon as he's touched for a second or two I take the object away and he gets rewarded he gets a yes to mark the the, the, the point that you're happy with which where he didn't freak he didn't move away and he accepted the touch 
and then followed closely by a reward. So instead of using a clicker, we're using a marker word, a yes. Um, clicker trainers don't like the, um, the marker um, word being used. That's not what they call it. But in this case, we're going to call it a marker word. So uh, basically what happens is we, we touch the dog again, we touch the dog again, we touch the dog again. Each time we touch him, just for a second or two, he gains the success of a super tasty reward, but just small. We don't want to fill him up with food. We just want him to taste and a taste and a taste. So, so we continue this process until we can literally hold the object on him anywhere. This guy doesn't like his feet being touched. He's not a crazy fan of the vet, especially when he's clipping his nails. Um, uh, so we've got to a point after four hours at the training ground, just outside of Altrincham, where, where we do a lot of this work. Um, where literally I can crouch at the side of him because he doesn't hate me anymore. And, um, oh, he's not fearful of me, should I say. Um, he's actually looking at me and saying, hurry up and touch me because my owner here has got something really tasty. So he looks at me. I go, okay, I'll touch you. I put my hand on him. I can put my hand over his eyes. I can literally, uh, we've been teaching him paw literally because we, we want to get this guy desensitized to having his paws touched. And each time he obliges with, with what, we, what we want from him. And again, nothing forceful at all, just merely touch, um, stroking, patting, um, over the head, under the head. Um, we've worked on the over the head um, after a couple hours because clearly initially it was just a no-go zone. Um, he's quite happy about it now. He's literally willing us to do it. And each time um, we, we do something, I'll say to the owner now, and she'll just, yes, reward, yes, reward, yes, reward. This guy's loving it. It's like a rolling buffet. He's getting a little tiny piece of low-fat cheese. He's getting sausages. He's getting ham, um, chicken. Um, so, And that's basically the sort of thing we've been doing the last last few weeks. That's just a couple of cases. I mean, we, we're doing this kind of stuff anywhere from six to seven days a week, Um weekends probably 40 odd weekends a year um so nothing unusual but we just had a, a bit of a run on these type of cases so hopefully you guys have uh, you've got something from this and just an example of the kind of work that we do um along with many many other things um we call we deal with puppy stuff we deal with behavioral problems we deal with basic obedience training we don't do anything too flash with regards to the obedience just basic obedience done really well um, clearly, from what I've just been discussing, we do home visits, um, especially where behavioural issues are concerned and or somebody can't get to our training field, maybe they've not got a vehicle, etc. Um, also, we've run a couple of seminars this year, training seminars regarding lead reactive dogs and, and we are running another one this November the 18th, where we'll also be venturing onto the streets with some of the dogs and doing some lead work, some real life lead work on the street. Um, in a quiet area. Um, if you want to find us, it's www.k9servicesplus.com uh, um, and all our details are on there. Contact phone number, there's a, um, a form to fill out should you want to contact us by email. There's information on there regarding K9 Services, what we do. It is a brief outline. I've not gone into my life history. If anybody needs to contact me, wants to contact me, I'll give them all the information that they, they desire if anyone wants a discussion. And um, our links to our YouTube channel, there'll be more videos going on shortly. Uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram, which are both at K9 Services Plus. Um, they're on there, you can click on those, you can view them happily. You don't have to be on either Facebook or Instagram to view them from the website. Um, so I'm going to... Uh, 
get out of it and I will be uh, hopefully doing podcasts on a reasonably regular basis, hopefully every few days. And uh, I'll speak to everybody soon. Bye now. Hello guys, uh, another podcast from K9 Services, it's Phil here. Um, just a case we've had this week I found a little bit interesting was um, the case of the six-month-old French bulldog Arnie, uh, who we went to visit on the weekend uh, with his owner Josh. And um, very, very barky, defensive dog when you enter the house, but the main problem for Josh has been um, <clears throat> that Arnie tends to uh, see a dog even across the street or down the road and goes absolutely bonkers to the point he's lunging, barking, snarling at the other dogs, looks terrible. Occasionally at people as well. Um, not sure why certain people and not others, however. Um, so we had to do, uh, uh, let's go through a process with this guy. When, uh, when we entered the house, I had uh, my trainee, Lisa, um, with me and I advised her not to have any engagement with him, don't make any eye contact, and I did um, I did explain to her, he's not going to bite you, he's more of a standoffish kind of guy, but very defensive. These type of dogs, if it's left to uh, run its course, um, conceivably end up nipping. These are, these are nippers, these, these are not what you call man-stoppers, they, they nip. Um, it hurts, it's not life-threatening, but still very unwanted behaviour, and we don't want that developing with Arnie. So we went through a process of no engagement at all with him and, and he settled down quickly. Within two to three minutes he was super calm, fell asleep right next to Lisa. In fact, he, he was laying next to um, Josh's partner to start with and looking a little defensive and eyeing everybody up. But within a few minutes he came and sort of lay right next to Lisa. He was very comfortable um, to the point where previously we couldn't get up and walk across the lounge with him without him getting defensive again. Um, Josh, the owner left the room at one point and he, he, he tried to follow him through the room and he got a little bit antsy um, but at this point now we could walk around and Josh did actually leave the room to go upstairs and came back down again um, and he just maintained his position and remained nice and calm so at this point I knew uh, I knew we had him basically he, he, he just accepted us not not a problem there's a new sheriff in town so uh, now he's calm the next step is to discard with the harness that, that they'd been using previously to walk him on. It offers absolutely no control. It's not about corrections. It's nothing to do with that at all. Um, we, we didn't use any any correction at all, actually, with, with Arnie, not even a pop on the lead. Um, he, with the harness, he spins, he gets on his back legs. It offers him quite too much freedom for me. So we fitted him with a nice, just a standard flat nylon collar um, that I had with me. So um, we put that on nice and snug because we don't want to lose him down the street. We don't want him slipping his collar. And then we left the house politely. Uh, in the meantime, Lisa uh, sent her to the van to get um, Oscar, my dog, and uh, bring him um, onto the pavement in plain view, approximately 15 metres to the left of the client's drive. Um, so that when we walked out, um, I walked Arnie out, onto the pavement and uh, to Josh and his, his partner's um, amazement he exhibited absolutely zero of his previous uh, negative behaviours. Um, in fact if anything he was probably a little bit standoffish and did show subtle signs of nerve and this is probably due to um, admittedly this came from Josh himself admittedly uh, probably a little bit of poor socialisation initially when he was a little bit younger. Um, <clears throat> The next stage was to walk, walking past the other dog. And again, nothing 
there was no response at all from him, as in there was nothing negative, except subtle signs of, of anxiety, but nothing, nothing major. And, you know, and we, we completed it. And then we completed this with another two. So three dogs in total of my own. And then obviously, you know, we're on a, on a, on a street. So we had a couple of neighbourhood dogs and we had absolutely no uh, negative reaction at all. Um, we walked him past the dogs. We had the dogs walk past him. Um, he froze up a little bit at times, but there was no lunging, barking, or, or giddy behaviour at all. So that that was a good sign. And um, I decided at this point that I was going to go straight to um, purely because we'd had no negatives off him, um, because of his lack of socialisation and that little bit of nerve he was carrying, that little bit of anxiety. Uh, I decided to immediately start a uh, counter conditioning and desensitisation program and explain this to the client. Um, I use the cafe open, what I call the cafe open and cafe closed method, using high value reward. So when he looks at the dog, and then he looks at the hander, handler, a previously uh, introduced um, reward marker, which is the word yes, was used, directly followed by a high value reward. The theory being is that I don't want Arnie looking at um, to stop looking at dogs I don't want them to be afraid of dogs we don't use corrections we don't want to make things worse around dogs we want to make it better um, uh, so when he looks at a dog and he looks back at the handler i.e. me or Josh if he was handling the dog or Lisa if she's handling, handling the dog then he gets rewarded um, and, he, and he learns that being around dogs and looking at dogs and then looking back to the handler um, is, is super rewarding and nothing negative at all um, and before the end of the day's visit, uh, Arnie was picking the idea up nicely. He started to train us, almost insisting on a reward for looking and remaining calm. Um, we will be doing some more with uh, with little Arnie. Um, I'll do a follow-up to this uh, when we've done a, maybe a couple more hours with him. Uh, we're going to try get him off lead as quickly as possible around my dogs. Um, when Wally, when I'm sure it's absolutely safe to do so. Um, he's, he's certainly not a, a fighter. Um, he wants to be a lover, not a fighter, but he doesn't understand how to respond around other dogs. Um, he's a little bit unsure, so well, we're going to teach him how to be a dog. Um, if you want to follow us, uh, canineservicesplus.com is the website address. And uh, both Facebook and Instagram are at canineservicesplus. And uh, as I say, I'll be doing some follow-ups and also some other stuff very shortly, different cases. And that's it for now. Bye, everybody.